welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Smallwood, and you are listening to Episode 9. Heather Morgan says every time you eat or drink, you are either feeding disease or fighting it. I've personally been battling autoimmune disease, systemic lupus, for 11 years. Well, probably longer than that, but that's when the accurate diagnosis came. In that time, that insidious disease has attacked my kidneys, my liver, my sight, my nervous system, my joints, my digestive system, and best of all, provided me with a blood clotting disorder that has led to life-threatening clots in my lungs and my brain. Over the years, I've discovered that stress, exhaustion, and infection are the major triggers for the next attack, or flare, as rheumatologists refer to it. About a year and a half ago, after a six-month battle with inflammatory colitis and a nasty case of shingles, I decided to try something different. I found a naturopathic doctor and followed her dietary recommendations for an elimination diet. As I slowly added things back in, we identified that I have two major food triggers, gluten and milk. I've eliminated gluten and most dairy out of my life since and have truly never felt better. Less inflammation and joint pain, less fatigue, less brain fog. Then in July of this year, I started focusing on my gut health and I've improved even more. Does that mean I don't think traditional medicine can be necessary and helpful? No, but it does mean that I discounted the impact of what we put in our bodies for years and paid the price because of it. Today's guest, Denise Saltenfuss, shares her own story of overcoming Lyme disease and how she has turned her passion for wellness into a writing ministry. I do apologize that there are a few 10-second pauses that I was unable to edit out, but this was the second time Denise and I have recorded this, and the quality was markedly better than the first. It's well worth it to listen to the entire interview, as Denise is full of wisdom and practical ways to take care of your health. Here's my interview with Denise. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. How are you? Great. So glad to have you here. Um, what our listeners don't know is that you and I already recorded this once. <laughs> and I know. You have been kind enough to give it another go because of the spottiness of the internet where you live. Um, I'm just not proficient enough yet at podcasting to have edited, edited it well. So I'm glad you're no willing problem. to come back on. Oh, thank you for giving me a second chance. <laughs> So why don't you start by telling um, my listeners a little bit about you, Denise? Sure. Um, I live on the eastern shore of Maryland. Uh, we have a small farm uh, not far from the Chesapeake Bay. And on our farm, we raise grass-fed and grain-finished cows. I uh, have a small herd of wool sheep, and we, we also raise organic laying hens. And I homeschool, we have six children, and I'm down to homeschooling one. So um, we affectionately call her our caboose kid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, and I spend my time uh, balancing the farm work, the homeschooling, and my writing. Yes, and you maintain a blog um, that and a website that has a lot to do with holistic natural living. And I want to dive into that a little bit in a second. Um, okay. And you and I have the Eastern shore in common. That's where I grew up and I, the Chesapeake Bay will always be home to me. It's such an amazing, beautiful area. Are you there? 
Are you there now? Melissa? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I've been here. Yeah. Okay. Are you on your computer? No, I'm on my phone. Okay, because you just cut out again. Um, all right. So would you tell us a little bit about your health journey? You have physically healed your body with um, a natural, holistic lifestyle. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So about 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with acute Lyme's disease. And it was a journey that was very long. And um, it really took a lot a toll on my family, um, and my health, obviously. And I was, I was fortunate enough, blessed enough to uh, come in contact with a Lyme literate physician who was willing to take my case because I was so acute. And at this point in her practice, she was only able to have time for acute cases and I qualified. So she and I worked together to, um, she, she gave me a prescription of skillfully combined oral antibiotics and a Lyme's diet and a Lyme protocol. So we were able to, um, we were able to combat my Lyme's disease, and as of May of this year, the disease is eradicated in my body. So mm -hmm. I no longer have it. Isn't that amazing? I know. It's incredible. So cool. So tell us more about, um, there are not many Lyme literate doctors in the United States, but tell us more about what she recommended for you um, diet-wise. Okay. First of all, she recommended that I completely withdraw any form of complex carbohydrates, which would include sugar, um, any type of uh, product that includes flour. And basically, I did uh, fresh vegetables. I, I primarily went organic because I could not afford to compromise my immune system mm -hmm. any further. So she recommended, uh, there's several, um, Whole30 is a great uh, Lyme diet. They don't consider it a Lyme diet, but it's very close to a lot of the Lyme diets that are out there. And one of the, and, and so that's what I did. And her philosophy is this, while you create a protocol with your Lyme literate physician, food is your greatest, is your greatest weapon. Mm -hmm. And it's something times a day. So make it um, nourishing and make it nutritious. You cut out again. Okay. Okay. There Not you sure why. I'm not sure why I'm at a library at the college, but anyway, yeah. So that's exactly what I did. And that was the very first step in my journey. Interesting. So did you notice um, changes right away or did it take a while? I would say it took about three months. So about 90 days okay. for me to start feeling energy again. Um, my brain fog started to clear out once I combined the, um, the real food diet with the antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fascinating. I know that um, I have an autoimmune disease lupus and I know that when I cut out, um, I did an elimination diet and when I cut out dairy and gluten um, turned out to be my triggers and my inflammation has just gone down so much. 
And then when I paired it with focusing on my gut health, I just, I can't even describe how good I feel compared to how I used to feel. Well, yeah, Melissa, that's exactly the same protocol. You focus on your gut health and you really become in tune with what works for your body. And, um, and, and then at the same time, I kept a wellness journal. She had me, uh, which was fascinating because I had to log um, how I felt and how my body was changing, how my health was changing, what was working, what wasn't working. So that was really a fascinating part of the journey as well. I bet. I bet. Do you continue to do that or do you have the people you work with um, as a coach? Do you uh, recommend that they do that? Yes. In fact, when I was going through this, I, I couldn't find a wellness journal that would work. So I created one for myself and for my family because I have a daughter who also has some gut health issues. And so now I, I offer that on my website for anyone who needs a wellness binder. Oh, that's awesome. So when you were yeah. healing your physical body, did you notice also like emotional, you said your brain fog went away. So you experienced mental clarity. What other um, ways did you see your life changed? Um, well, socially, it was all I could do to get out of the bed in the morning and returning phone calls to friends was a difficult uh, task to do. And so I only had a certain amount of energy that I could afford to expend throughout the day. Right. And I was, home, I was homeschooling at the time. So obviously, I had to expend most of my energy homeschooling. And after that, I really, there was a very, very much energy left. So I often, uh, and my brain fog interfered with keeping appointments, mm -hmm. um, you know, just doing a thorough job of maintaining my household. It was, it was virtually impossible. Uh, so anyway, so I would say that it affected my friendships and my ability to maintain friendships with my um, Bible study group and uh, just friendships in general. No, that makes a lot of sense. So tell me how um, your journey towards health and healing from Lyme disease led you to your online ministry. Well, I've always wanted to write. I knew that I taught English before I had children. I've always tutored um, students. I, um, I just knew that I wanted to write ever since I was a little girl. And when I went through this um, horrific, horrific health incident, and I knew I was coming out of it, and I knew that it was a combination of um, healing myself physically and, and also my faith played a huge role in that as well. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to, to help other people. I knew at that point I had the foundation that I could help people and combine my, my desire, my passion for writing at the same time. How neat. You said that faith played a large part in your healing. Talk more about that. Well, at the time, I knew that I couldn't I couldn't manage my life by myself and, and depression, Lyme's disease causes depression. And I had to fight through that um, all the time. And so I would continue. It was my faith that I leaned on at that time because it certainly wasn't anything physical that I could offer myself. Right. That makes sense. You know, something that's interesting about gut health is that 80% approximately 
of the serotonin that our body produces is made in the gut. And serotonin right. is that neurotransmitter that um, impacts depression and mood and all of those kind of things. And I think a lot of times as a society, we discount the importance of a healthy gut. Would you agree? Would you agree that a healthy gut is imperative? Oh, absolutely. And I often remind people just how important gut health is. Absolutely. So tell us more about um, the organic farming. Were you doing that before your health journey? Yes. We, uh, we, well, we dabbled in it. We've, al we've always done farmer's markets. And we're not um, organic certified, but we use those types of practices. And we, we also practice sustainable farming. So... We did that before I got sick, but then we realized the importance of it throughout my illness. And then we realized, um, you know, how important it was for a family just to maintain that type of lifestyle mm -hmm. and that type of farming practice. That's neat. Um, is it, is farming something that um, is from your husband's family or how did you guys get involved in that in the first place? Yes, yes. So when I married my, I basically married a farmer. I was a city, yeah, I was a city girl. And then I married a country mouse, we say. And so I just found a niche in the farming, which is of uh, flowers and herbs that I grow. So, so that's my contribution to the farm. And each child, um, each one of our children, they have um, a project. And so my son does the cows. My daughter, one of my daughters does the chickens and my other daughter does the grass fed cows. So everyone has a, a part in the farming operation. That's so cool. So when you look at this holistic lifestyle that you've created and the difference it's made in your own health, what words of advice and wisdom would you give to someone who's just been diagnosed with Lyme disease or another like autoimmune disease? Well, one of the first words I would say is lifestyle that you have to make, you have to really alter your lifestyle in what you, how you eat, um, the rest that you get, because rest is huge in healing your body. We underestimate that, um, in, particularly in this country. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it, it can't be a fad um, or it can't be a trend. It has to be a lifestyle. So I, I basically, Melissa, maintain the same lifestyle in eating and body care that I had and supplements. I lost you again, Denise. So I maintain the same type of lifestyle uh -huh. um, that I did when I had my Lyme's disease because it's so effective in everyday living. No, that makes a lot of sense for sure. And, um, you said it can't be a fat or a trend. It needs to just be something you adopt. And I think that too, because once we heal our gut, at least I've noticed that if I try to introduce anything that my gut doesn't like, my body tells me real quick. Right, exactly. And that's the same with me. 
it affects more than my gut. I might get a headache or very sluggish. My, my fatigue level may increase. Mm-hmm. So my body definitely tells me when I've um, indulged too much. Yeah. You talked about rest um, a little bit earlier, and I think that that's so important and something we really don't focus on enough. I agree with you. Um, why do you think that rest is so crucial to our overall health? Well, it's, it's crucial because it allows our body to heal. When we're resting, we are able to just allow, um, you know, our stress decreases. We're just allowed to, um, you know, be mindful of, of our body more. And we don't do that enough in this country because we're multitasking. We're so busy and we're also afraid to say, Hey, look, I took a nap. Right. A lot of people are, a lot of people are afraid. And in other cultures, a nap is part of the day. Right. We tend to wear our busyness like a badge of honor. And I don't know Absolutely. that that's ever how we were intended to live. Right. Right. Yeah. We were given a day of rest for, you know, for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so our bodies require, it allows our brain to, um, to rest. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in this age of technology, we certainly need that. Right. Um, I get fascinated by the body and how it heals itself and regenerates itself. And, and rest is where your body literally recuperates. Right. Exactly. It's so fascinating. Um, when I don't know about you, but sometimes I encounter critics, um, of the, the concept that we can heal our bodies by what we put in our bodies. Um, do you encounter those kind of people in your life and what do you say to them? Wow. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. And, and unfortunately I, I encounter most of those in the faith-based community. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so counterintuitive. I know, <laughs> I know exactly. And, and that's one of my projects is to, I'm in the process of writing um, a devotion about stewardship of the body. But yeah, Melissa, I encounter that quite often. And the only time that I get faith-based um, individuals to really uh, listen to my message is when they are in a health crisis. Right. And it's sad that we have to wait until that point to listen to our bodies and listen to um, wise counsel. I think the, Bi- right. I think the Bible's full of um, illustrations of allowing ourselves to heal with food and herbs and, you know, natural things. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not discounting the benefit of, um, a practitioner, a healthcare practitioner. I'm just saying that the design of our body is one that allows and welcomes, um, you know, healing with food and healing, um, with integrative solutions with natural solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Health practitioners are definitely needed, but I do think that when you marry the two, you'll have the best outcome. Yeah. The, yeah. When you partner them, it's, it's, you do have amazing outcomes. So if you needed to, um, give just the average person who isn't battling an autoimmune disease or anything like that yet, like you said, a lot of times we don't come to these realizations until we're in a health crisis, but if you're wanting to maintain your health, what are three things you would um, recommend that people do? Oh, this is a fun question. Um, the, okay. So number one would be food because it's, it's an act that we do multiple times throughout the day, right? Right. 
So we definitely need to be very conscientious about our food. Now, am I saying that you can never indulge in something that um, is uh, sweet or, you know, I'm, am I saying that you can't have dessert? No, I'm saying that you make conscientious choices um, about food 90% of the time, you know, if you use the 90-10 rule. Right. The second thing, so food is number one. Number two, I would say body care body care products and household products hmm. because they're full of chemicals that can um, interrupt or disrupt the immune or the immune system or the or or hormones um, lots of hormone disruptors out there and within the chemicals so i would say that would be number 2 um, so we have food we have body care products household products and number 3 i would say exercise and i'm not saying uh, run a 10k I'm saying soulful exercise. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, Melissa, is um, taking a soulful walk where you can arrest your mind and um, enjoy creation, enjoy nature. But you're also getting outside, you're getting sunshine. Uh, go for a soulful bike ride where you can um, just get outside, get the fresh air. And so I'm so, you know, I'm not saying that you have to join the gym. Right. No, that makes so much so sense. I, yeah. So I would say those three areas would be the first three steps that I, I, I coach people in taking. Okay. So I want to go back to step two, because that's honestly something I haven't given a lot of thought to um, with the body products and the household products. What kind of things should we be avoiding? Well, I try to avoid anything that I can't pronounce. So if I'm, <laughs> if I, so if, if I'm looking at a body care product and I always read the ingredients because again, I'm still trying, you know, our, the skin is our largest organ. So anything I'm putting on my skin is going into my body. Right. So I look at the ingredients. If there's something I can't uh, pronounce, then I Google it or I have this app on my phone um, that helps me figure out if this is a toxic product. Oh my gosh, that's genius. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and, and so that's what I do. And now I have my, my girls doing that. My kids doing that as they're shopping. If, it, if a fourth grader can't pronounce it, I say, look it up. Right. Wow. I definitely have to give that some thought because that is probably one area of our life that I really haven't um, given much thought to from a health standpoint. So I appreciate that. Well, sure. Um, you know, because the, um, the immune system is already compromised. So you don't want to weaken it with adding more chemicals and, uh, and, and for the liver to have to detoxify. So, yeah. Girl, I lost you again. With Lyme's disease, I became very aware of what I put on my body. Right. That's, yeah, that's definitely something I need to give more thought to. Um, so I just appreciate this information so much. It's given me so much food for thought. And I think it's going to be so helpful for people who are struggling with their health and looking for a way out of that fog of physical ailments and brain fog and all those kind of things. I'm glad that we had you on today. Before we go, um, tell my listeners what you're watching, reading, and listening to. Well, what I'm watching is season eight of Call the Midwife. It's one of my favorites. Yes. I'm a huge fan of English, British TV. Um, I'm reading, so I try and read uh, 
a nonfiction, a devotional type of nonfiction. And right now I'm reading Charles Spurgeon's sermons. Oh, wow. And then I'm reading um, Brian Dixon's latest book, Start With Your People. Mm-hmm. And I was on his book launch team and it was a tr- it's a terrific book. And I'm also reading a book. It's my uh, fiction book and it's about, um, it's To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, I, it, I, I read it. I read it once a year and this is, you've caught me. This is the time of year that I'm reading it. (laughs) And I, Brian's book is on my to read list, which is always longer than I would like. Um, And tell us what um, you have going on on your website and with your ministry. So right now on my website, I am um, getting ready to launch my health and wellness coaching. I started graduate school um, this fall and I'm getting, um, a master's degree in health and wellness coaching. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'll be offering, I've been doing health and wellness coaching, but I'm definitely going to launch it on my website and I'm, I offer resources, my wellness finder. Um, I have a freebie that is a really terrific resource for people getting ready to start a journey of healthy living, Melissa. And it's my, um, healthy eating starter kit. Neat. Yeah, and then I post um, articles all the time about faith, food, and family. I love that focus. Um, You were talking about your caboose kid, and that's the season of life that we're in, too, just having one left at home. We're actually downsizing from our big big five-bedroom house to a smaller house, um, a little renovation project we're going to do together. Um, So what are you finding in this season of life that you do to care for yourself Um, not as a mom or a homeschooler or a wife or a farmer, but just taking care of Denise. So I finally learned that self-care is so important. I didn't, I didn't practice that when I was a young mom, when I should have, but now I am adamant about recommending that and really encouraging young moms to do that. So what I do is I will often um, take classes in um, things I'm interested in, like beekeeping or organic gardening. Um, I often, I belong to the Arboretum and I'll go take a long walk at the Arboretum. Um, So I I often do that to, for me, it's getting outside. Mm -hmm. Getting outside and um, just enjoying my my garden, and flowers and herbs. So that's what I do for self-care. Um, and I also get a facial. I get an organic facial like every six weeks. Nice. You live in an absolutely gorgeous area to prefer to spend time outside in. I hate, yeah. And I am definitely um, a coastal soul. Yeah. I need to see the water. Yeah. Well, Denise, thank you so much for sharing your time with us and your wisdom. And um, I will be listing ways that my listeners can um, interact with you and contact you on our show notes page at melissasmallwood.com slash sharing our stories. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Melissa. It was good to be here. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope you got as much out of that interview as I did. I'm going to be looking up the ingredients of all my beauty and household products, as that is something I hadn't given much thought to before this conversation. Our bodies are truly our temple, and they're the only one we get. I hope today's episode encouraged you to take care of you. Till next time, be blessed.